So what is the thread that connects us as a people? The unique comfort and calling of our community pressing upon each of us willing to tend to it and to be tended by it. And what is the thread that connects your own life, that beckons and breathes across all the years, the losses, the celebrations, the triumphs? The Hebrew people were facing similar questions in the days and weeks and years after escaping slavery. Wandering in the desert, everything they'd known before was gone, or so it felt. Everything they'd ever known for 400 years before was bondage. But still, it was something they understood. Now in their liberation, they were disoriented, anxious, unsure where to turn. Their leader had gone to the mountaintop to convene with some new and unseen God. And while he was away, they hit their limit. They needed something to hold, something true and real in their hands. In the before times, the gods they worshipped were always in the forms of statues, ornate and powerful and unchanging. Most of all, they were right there with them, tangible and visible. And so this, this is what they built. A golden calf that they could see and worship, try to please now, if you grew up hearing this story, it was never told in a way that you'd empathize with those Israelites, those heathens, unable to wait even for a few days for the real deal news back from Moses. But in these days, I think we can all understand their yearning for a God solid and straightforward a source of clear instruction that would carry some kind of ultimate authority, a powerful anchor that a whole community could turn to and journey with. The text may call it blasphemy, but I just call it human. It helps to remember that this story of Moses and the Israelites was codified hundreds of years later when the Israelites had been forced out of their promised land and were scattered in exile. So a time that we might imagine where many among them felt anxious for something that would ground them and connect them, their walls that would teach them their inheritance. So the message of this story is less a story of the sinful or silly people wanting to worship false gods and more a cautionary tale of humans wanting more certainty than life would be offering them anytime soon. It's a warning to all who might be experiencing anxiety or change not to get caught relying on truths too small or mistake the familiar for the faithful. Especially over this year, we, we have lived in the truth of change. 
the story of life as disruption and uncertainty. I mean, here in this space, we've returned often to Octavia Butler's words that the only lasting truth is change, that God is change. I mean, just last week, I said that after this past year of total change, what we could anticipate ahead is more change. But alongside this truth is its paradoxical antidote which is the immutable, unchangeable story of life. The story of your life, the story of life itself, the, the pulse and presence that abides across everything. Life is always a dance between tradition and innovation, community, continuity, and upheaval, even for spiritual progressives, even for Unitarian Universalists. As the great Unitarian preacher Theodore Parker wrote in 1841, we are always trying to discern between the transient and the permanent. And this, this is how I've started to think about the transition that we are now in, that we are invited into this sort of discernment where we listen for the continuity, the covenant that we inherit and seek to pass on. And then we parse out the temporal expressions that come and go even as they try to point towards that eternal truth that we are always seeking to serve. And in this, I want to give us all a kind of permission to seek out something enduring through all this change, to place our trust in a deeper abiding constancy, overcoming the instinct to make golden calves out of the nearest shiny thing, and instead to interrogate our own lives and life itself more deeply, perhaps through a renewed spiritual practice over the summer or through a deepening dialogue with others or through time spent outdoors paying attention. Whatever your method, we need to give ourselves permission to believe that there remains a thread that we can hold on to and that holds us through it all and that has carried us this far and that will keep carrying us into the future. We need to learn about this thread and lean on it and let it guide us to whatever comes next. Now, I've been using God language in this part of the message, but you can, of course, conceive of this unshakable thread atheistically scientifically as in the service from last November on our connection to the stars or psychologically or poetically or whatever sort of ways works for you. The thread may be a fierce call to justice alongside the knowing how we always fall short yet keep trying. The thread may be loss and the ways that compels us towards compassion. The thread may be, as with our video, our dogged persistence to survive. The thread may be creativity, like Reverend Mariella's idea of duende from a few services back. You remember that? 
Or maybe it is just the search for knowledge, questioning and curiosity and lifelong learning. I know that many of us will want to call the thread love. And as I said before, this, this is not wrong love. At our core, love abides. But I encourage you as you come to think about this to get more specific, to describe what you mean by love and how that love, how you've experienced that love as a constancy, a thread. What's more important as you think about this question is not actually how you name it or describe it or how you think about it, but more how you experience it. Because even though we want to be careful with golden calves, we also still need to honor that human need for presence, the need that we all have to feel connected and to have a sense of belonging in an ultimate sense. So as you start to think about it, don't forget to also feel it. Listen for the wisdom of presence that lives in your body and in your breath and keep listening. When we are acting in health and in integrity, we place these things in dialogue, the permanent thread of life that pulls us through and the transient ways of life constantly changing. That is the changes that we have no say in, yet are required to receive, and also the change we shape, also again, referencing Butler, that innovation with trust and hope and joy we offer. Because we know that there is something in us and in life itself that is unshakable, untouchable and powerful, a force and a partnership that abides.